Welcome back to the podcast. On today's episode, I watched Snowpiercer season one, episode four, without a maker. Um, it's based on the movie Snowpiercer that came out in 2013. I know nothing else about that besides the plot of the movie because I didn't do the research. Right. Yes, I did. This was, uh, like you said, it was based off the film that came out in 2013 that was made by Bong Joon-ho, who won he Best won Picture yeah. this uh, this year with Parasite. Uh, and But it starred people from the U.S., like Chris Evans. Was Bong Joon-ho part of the TV show at all? Uh, he was executive producer, but that's just because he came up with the idea, and they have to label him as that. So, okay, so you don't think he had any... I don't think <clears> he <throat> actually had any actual thing to do with the TV show. That would actually add up pretty well with what I saw. So does it not follow the film? No, it follows parts of the film, but it's like the kind of the main focus of the story falls out the window. When you think Snowpiercer 2013, I assume that you're thinking about the war on the train. You watch basically the people in the tail go throughout the entire cabin and just cause havoc and anarchy until they get to the front of the car and they blow the whole thing up, right? Yeah. That is not this TV show. This TV show starts with a with a main character um, being a detective and that they've hired kind of from the tail end of the section. And he might be working his way to kind of undo what the whole idea of the train is uh, as far as societal standards are concerned. But he's going out of snail's pace at this point. So would you say it's slow burn? No. <laughs> it's not a slow burn. No, I mean, it's still definitely supposed to be actiony, but they've like tele, they put it through the television filter and really taken out a lot of what made the original storyline so concise, I think. Um, maybe just to give you a sense of uh, what they kept and what they changed, um, some of the things they kept was <clears throat> there's different levels, like there's the first section, there's the second section, there's the third section, and as it goes down, uh, it gets worse and worse and worse until you hit the tail where they're basically just bottom feeders. They're giving them those disgusting bars that we, in the movie, yeah. they were made of cockroaches. Yeah. And uh, and those people aren't allowed to leave. They're not allowed to have guns. They're not allowed to really have rights of anything. They they just work in sanitation, if anything. So that seems like it follows the, uh, the yeah, film. Yeah, that's all the same. Um, some of them are working on a rebellion. They even have this old guy who's dying, which was something that happened in the other Snowpiercer. Yeah. All right, where it starts to really distance itself is the main character because Chris Evans in the 2013 version was like, he had no time for any of those other people. Even when he got to the end and the uh, director or the conductor or whatever was asking him to make a deal. Ed Harris, like, yeah. Yeah, Ed Harris. Ed Harris is not in the show. Um, but he, once he got there, he, he quickly figured out that he wasn't going to follow what Ed Harris asked him to do. Right. In this show, the main character is also sort of under this the guy, Mr. Wilford. Um, he's been called up from the tail section as a detective to solve a murder. Was he called up by the conductor of the train or was it just like from a higher up standpoint? Yeah, or? he's sort of working for the conductor of the train. So it's like an alternate reality. I didn't see the pilot. So obviously I don't know exactly how this came to be, but the train seems to be longer in the TV show because it's taking a longer time to get from compartment to compartment. If I read correctly, there's a thousand and one cars. Wow. So I don't think there's that many in the. Uh, yeah, because they worked all the way up from the bottom to the the top of the yeah. train. Um, so and they oh one thing I'm also that's the same about the show and the movie. 
they cut people's arms off in the tail section if they do anything bad. Um, yeah. Because they made right. the... Yeah. Um, getting back to the main character, Leighton. Who's he played by? W. Diggs. Yeah. Okay. Uh, he uh, W. Diggs is from Hamilton. He played uh, uh, Benjamin Franklin, and he also played Lafayette. If you've seen the uh, play, you'll, you know that they're played by the same person um, in two different parts. But yeah, and he plays the, the character way different. Like, he's more sarcastic, and he's sort of wanting to act cool, but it doesn't always come across cool because he's, in the end, working for this Mr. Wilford guy, even though the whole basis of the movie was that he was trying to overthrow the train. Yeah, that was the whole point of the rebellion. Yeah, so this whole episode is basically about finding this person who is murdering people in the third class section and who is part of the first class section. And uh, Leighton is brought in by the police force and also Wilford's second in command. Her name is... Um, do you know who the second... Oh, Mel- 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 Melania... Sorry. Melanie Campbell. There you go. Uh, I believe that's played by Jennifer Connelly. Yeah. She's the boss lady. She's pretty intimidating. But in the end, she's not a classist. Like, she, she's totally on board with Leighton coming in and solving stuff for her. That said, he comes into first class. The first class people hate him. They want him out. And... But eventually, they have to just let him interview and find out who the killer is. So you're saying that basically there's a killer in the first class who's going to the third class cabins and killing people, and then they're basically trying... It's like a murder mystery. Yeah, a lot of it was explained in the previously. You basically saw this guy filleting this girl named Nikki, who was seemed to be nuts. But before that, there was a guy named Sean who was killed. Um, and they were trying to figure out who is it was and they find out pretty quickly when they start interviewing the first class people that the only one missing is this guy named Eric and Eric is a security guard for one of the families that is in first class and that family is really either racist less uh, societist against Leighton but when they finally allow them to search the compartment and stuff and he finds like a knife for beekeeping and, and uh, he hears that Eric had a gun it's pretty clear that Eric is the guy that we keep seeing flashes of uh, in the third, stuck in the third part of the train because he, he hasn't been able to move back to the first part. Right. He's, so. Yeah, they sort of cordoned off all the exits when the murder started happening. So a bunch of the uh, episode is cops just kind of like looking for him and him sort of hiding out until the final climactic scene where he starts jumping around. Is now, he able to find the, uh, the murderer? Like- well, yeah, they know it's Eric, but Eric's in the third class. The police find Eric. Right, but I'm saying that in the climactic battle, like, is, is it between Leighton and Eric? Is that, like, No, is, Eric, Leighton is, like, purely a detective. The oh, entire okay. episode, he's basically in first class interviewing Eric's, what we find out to be, girlfriend, who is the daughter of that family member. And then as she kind of goes on a crazy rant, she starts playing some music and then dancing along when her and Leighton are by themselves. And then she sort of just like professes her entire plan. And he sort of says, well, I figured this out too, that you're actually the mastermind. And what's happening is that you're, you got Eric to hold these people down while you castrate them because it's fun for you. Seems very Sherlockian kind of, but not as like well done kind of, is that fair? Uh, yeah, he's smart. 
So the thing is that the girl thinks that Leighton purely cares about keeping the tail people, getting the tail people like guns and, and things. And she's like, I can easily do that for you. All you have to do is keep your mouth shut and let them kill Eric. Because once Eric's dead, then no one's going to be looking at her. So he kind of like is like, yeah, we'll do that. Her parents come in. Uh, she starts crying when she finds out that the police have caught Eric. And we see the police like literally slaughtering this guy. Just stab, 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 stab wow. with uh, saws and stuff. Because they don't have a gun and he has a gun. Um, so once he's dead, though, uh, Leighton gives Melanie a little nod. And suddenly Melanie brings in the cops and she's like, arrest her. She's the real one who did it. Um, and the girl, LJ, uh, which stands for uh, Leela Jr., <laughs> she, instead of playing it cool and saying, I didn't do a thing. Like, why are you trusting this guy? She probably could have gotten away with it if she just <laughs> did something like that. Picks up the knife that they found and just um, goes after Leighton. And then... <laughs> I assume she gets shot and killed. No, she's a first-class member. She just gets, like, thrown into the prison thing oh, that they well, have there. Okay. Never yeah. mind, I was wrong. <laughs> um, but, so, overall, this, uh... This... But, like, how does that have anything to do with the train? Yeah, honestly. Yeah, like, no, because it... the first... Because uh, Snowpiercer, the 2013 film, uh, it, its whole thing was just trying to get Chris Evans to get to the front of the train so he could finally have the confrontation. Yeah, and you can tell that the main character here... His main goal is to change how the whole train runs. But he's perfectly comfortable not being pushy about it. All he does constantly is, like, do digs at people in the first class, being like, oh, you're used to all these cool stuff, and we're not. And it was <laughs> like, you could, okay. Yeah, I was, I was a little frustrated at, at that premise in the storyline. Um, and then I should say at the ending, or, uh, sorry, uh, Melanie and uh, invites Leighton to have a drink in the first class thing and they like share a sake together and he's like all I want to do is get back to the tail section and then she's like you know we can't let you do that and then he's like uh, uh, and he realizes <laughs> that the sake's been poisoned or with like a knockout drug and then she like takes his body to the doctor the doctor hooks him up to keep him knocked out and they stick him into like moon remember when they had right, all those yeah, bodies of course, yeah. like stuffed away but like still alive and basically just puts him away and there's the main character kind of just knocked out now for however long until he's freed so basically this is a show that uh is shown on tnt there was a little bit of a tussle with tbs as to where it was going to go but it hasn't gotten that great reviews it has a 6.2 on imdb um and a 61 percent on rotten tomatoes why uh, a lot of people, a lot of the reviewers think that it's like, who like it, think that it's really campy and just kind of like trashy fun and like something that you can just kind of like zone out and put your mind off while other people who don't aren't a big fan you know, of the show. You know, Bong Joon-ho and his like campy films that he makes, <laughs> like he loved to have his story continued in that way. Yeah. I hear Parasite's going to be made, made into, into a, a TV, TV show. show and it's going to be... It's going to be just <laughs> as campy. It's like... People move in, they murder you, and then they, yeah, like, it's, it's, it can't be fun. Yeah, no, but, so, but that's basically what the people who don't like it are. They're like, what does this have to really do with the actual basis of the, you know, film? Um, which is actually based off of a 1982 French film. That's what the 2013 um, Snowpiercer was, was based off of. So that is kind of uh, where people stand on it. 
overall, um, this thing was really highly anticipated, though, by TNT. They renewed it for a second season, even before it uh, premiered its first. I mean, I'm sure the numbers are still looking okay for it, people who are watching it. I think it's around, like, one and a half million, which I guess is not too bad for a TV show on TNT. In this day and age. Yeah, uh, with the internet and everything. Yeah. But, um, but overall... Like, uh, one thing that is kind of critically acclaimed for is its acting. They say that the everyone did a good job with its acting. Do you agree? Um, I think Leighton is a little bit too dismissive. Like, he, again, plays it, plays it up that he is uh, kind of sarcastic and the outlier here. Like, the second he came in to interview those people in first class, he just, like, walked up to their uh, bar of food and just kept munching on a bunch of stuff all smugly. And it was like... If you've been living in the tail section your whole life, your life is grit. Yeah. And you are just surviving by morsel after morsel. To be so snarky as opposed to angry didn't make much sense to me. Like, just as far as character development is concerned. And I don't blame him for the script that he's given. But um, I actually like the Melanie Campbell lady because she... uh, Her character at first I thought was going to be just cliche, villainous... um, second hand to the main guy but like i don't know why but they're trying to give her like a heart in a weird way where she's she doesn't care that the murderer was only killing third class citizens she wanted to find him just as bad uh be, no matter where he was from so is she the most likable character to you then? <laughs> I, I wouldn't say that there's probably more likable characters they introduced this um this uh lady and um one of the cops and her were having a relationship, and it was actually one of the people that Eric took hostage, and she was making sushi at the beginning, and she was the one narrating what was going on. Uh So I don't know exactly what her purpose is in the storyline, but it probably has likable factors in it that that would, so I wasn't able to really get a good chance to see every other character. I saw that that Stephen Ogg is it, did you see him in the uh, episode at all? Remind me who that is again. It's the guy from The Walking Dead in Westworld. He's the mustachey guy. Oh, the one with the mustache. Yeah. Um, I don't remember seeing him now. Yeah. Well, apparently, just the show is just kind of like trying to get a lot of famous people. Like in its second season, it's already hired Stephen Ogg, um, Sean Bean, and Rowan Blanchard, who I don't think is that well known, but uh, they're they're going to be upgraded to main cast. And I don't That's even think... weird to know that information before the fourth yeah. episode is even, or the fifth episode is even aired. Well, apparently this show has had quite a crazy timeline with everything that has kind of happened because in 2015 the show was auctioned off, the rights for it for a TV show were auctioned off, and TNT ended up getting it. But from then on out crazy stuff just who did tnt lose or win to like who were they facing i'm not sure oh man we'll find out but um but basically just uh scott durkins manson who um was kind of the director based off of the person who was going to be um making the episode uh was supposed to make an episode back in mid-march of 2017 yeah but uh kind of read the 72-page Snowpiercer script and saw how many reshoots that they were going to have to be making and how different the original script was. 
from the um, one that they had made, which he, which the original one that they had made, he thought was going to be great and saw like <laughs> so much potential. And yeah. however, Kant, he saw that script and was like, no, we gotta change it. And he said, well, kind of screw that. I'm not gonna do it. I'm gonna leave because I don't want to deal with the reshoots. What's um, TNT's tagline? Because TBS is the one that says we know drama, right? Or is it TNT that is? I think US, it's USA. We know drama. USA is like you're one of us or something. I forget, but <laughs> yeah, maybe, I don't. Yeah, it's NBC. We love drama. That's, yeah. <laughs> so, but then they bought in a new showrunner, and basically, um, the show was caught in development. David Lindelof <laughs> was brought in. No. no. <laughs> yeah. Um, but yeah, James. Hose, it seems like that that's his last name basically he did the whole entire research shoots um they started a filming in uh, august 20th 2018 concluded in january 24th 2019 and the show was supposed to be uh air on may 31st but due to covid 19 it aired two weeks earlier because they wanted to get the show out as soon as possible yeah it's it's interesting because today and with uh with black lives matter and what's going on with the um Oh, I just got an email. Um, what's going on with uh, the protests? You would think that a show concentrating really hardcore on society and what's fair would have a really good opportunity of blasting off and being in a great position to just get huge acclaim. Yeah. But instead, as you're saying, they relied a little bit more on the comedy and not enough on the plot. And that's to its own detriment, I feel like. Well, yeah, because the original one, the original Snowpiercer dealt with some heavy themes. It, like, the, the whole entire factor why they're on the train is because of, like, you know, climate change and stuff like that, and really timely subjects also dealt with race, like you're talking about, and stuff and like that. And it still, so. I'm saying, it still does. Like, it keeps those things. It just downplays them to sarcastic backsides, like, like smack-offs, and you're just like, well, I... I'd much rather see you kill that person (laughs) in front of my face. Um, uh, Also, the CGI, I'm not going to get on them too much about their budget, but the CGI for the train looked way more like Polar Express um, than it did the 2013 version. Um, And, I mean, they still had the Hunger Games sort of like first, second, third class uh, setting, but you kind of had one of these... um, moments where the tail end got their hands on a key uh and this lady is goes to find someone in the third class that she used to know and to try to get her to send messages back about what's going on with Leighton and whether or not he can help them yeah and it instead of making that more dramatic they played off the idea of like the guard almost catching her coming back and then her getting in there right before the guard and then as soon as the guard walks in they're all just like perfectly ready to to go and it's just uh too much comedy for it maybe uh, would you say the characters are like kind of cliches like there were there any compelling characters at all any type of like good yeah I, i'm saying they're all okay characters i'm just saying the there were a ton of characters um I think there was a bald dude who was the main cop guy, and he, he, I, I've recognized him from somewhere. Uh, he was he leading security, um, but his character seemed like it would be a bigger deal in other episodes. I just didn't catch the episode he was in. Uh, he seemed pretty nice. Um, I'd be interested in seeing something where you get Mr. Wilford and Leighton speaking 
because but I think they're probably going to save that until the finale. Finale, yeah. Yeah, where he's like at the start of the train. Another difference about this train is that there is a pilot to the train. It's not the same guy. Who's the main guy? The pilot is just some some random first classer uh, who's yeah. friends with uh, Melanie. And so they, they did extend upon it where it makes sense that they had to. A thousand carts or cars, you can literally make episodes wherever you want and add them in at any time um, and show different settings. Well, in the other Snowpiercer, it would have gone really, yeah, dense. really yeah. hard to do, I don't know, you 13 episodes movie, yeah. and only have like well there's the school cart and then there's the <laughs> plant there's cart this, this yeah yeah uh but so but apparently nothing from the original pilot footage was kept so it makes me wonder if maybe the pilot was like supposed to be really good in tnt like kind of came in or not I, I, don't, I don't know yeah let's just trash tnt while we're on this <laughs> no, I'm, not, I'm not trying to trash tnt i'm just i'm it's just in my nose um, yeah. But I like some of the ideas of like there being an agricultural head that we meet uh, there being the whole idea of the sanitation being taken care of by the department of the tail end and them having to go through this gruesome process where they have to get naked and then sprayed with all this like oh, disinfectant yeah. water and stuff like that. All that is pretty creative. And uh, I don't know. I just felt that the show could have been better. Um it wasn't the worst thing in the world. It w- I would definitely give it probably like a seven just for being entertaining to me um, out of ten. Uh, but you're, so, probably, you're probably not going to watch the rest of the series, I assume, after this. I would like jump into the ending episode just to kind of see where, where it ended up. Um, one of my f- favorite lines, though, because I feel like the LJ character summed up the show really well it, right before she gets like caught. She says something. Da, da, da. Let me see if I can find it. You talk for a second. Uh, well, yeah. One of the things I liked a lot about Snowpiercer, the TV show, was that they had a weird merchandising strategy where they actually released bars and made it look like they were made from cockroaches and insects. Yeah, we had the bars, and they looked the same. And there was even a moment where they got a message through the bar, just like in the movie. Yeah. Um, the line she said two lines. One was, uh, "I hear you eat people." which was just kind of like a toss away to the third, which would have made sense if uh, Leighton was a little more, like, as I said, like angry and like more of a, a, he looked like he just came out from a homeless shelter or something (laughs) instead of uh, more as cocky as he was. And then she said, um, like something along the lines of, you were a lot cooler smashing the system than, being Wilford's dick. <laughs> it was like, <laughs> yeah, that's basically what he is. Why are you working for Wilford? The whole point of the movie is you weren't going to listen to that guy, and here you are just kind of playing his lackey. Um, the One of the cool lines that the father actually said was, in times like these, morality is a moving target. And that's that's really smart. That's a good line to put into an episode like this because you have everyone questioning what's right and even that racism that's going on uh between classes uh should be questioned and the fact that a first class citizen was pointing at pointing that out at the time seemed like they could have drawn on that a little bit more yeah, drawn it out a little bit more yeah. that makes sense but yeah yeah there I, I just wrote down notes about some of the 
interesting stuff. Yeah, that that ending thing though, where he gets drugged. You know, I can't let you do that. You've seen too much. You figured it out, Leighton. <laughs> and it was like, wait, what? <laughs> okay. Um, so, ending thoughts. Uh, is there anything else that you found out about the show that they should know? Just that apparently Netflix, like, the huge thing happened where Netflix agreed to air it outside of the United States and um, in Canada. They've yeah. done that with a ton of shows like Titans and such. Yeah. And then you need a VPN to go do that. Of course. That's illegal, though, so don't. Um, anyways, uh, I hope you enjoyed this episode. We're going to be back soon with another ver- uh, podcast of today's episode. Not sure what we'll watch yet. I'll give you something good. Then. No, matter, yeah, no matter what, I'm going to be watching it. So. Yeah, and I'll be reviewing it. So uh, stay tuned. Thanks. Bye.